Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have your company. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom, and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. As an executive leadership coach and business strategist, I work with entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders and managers to get their businesses under control, make more money and have more time, as well as enjoy great relationships at work and at home. And in my role as radio and TV show host, it's my responsibility and my pleasure to bring guest experts to also help you improve your business and your life. At Reclaim Your Freedom, we want to help you create your ideal business lifestyle. And today's guest is certainly well qualified to do that. With over 20 years experience as a speaker, spiritual healer and coach, yoga teacher and certified hypnotist, our guest today, Stephanie D'Alfonso, is going to share with us four coping skills for dealing with stress and anxiety, something that's a huge issue for many of us. So welcome, Stephanie. Oh, thank you so much, Shirley. I'm really happy to be here. I'm just loving your energy. Oh, thank you so much. It, uh, that encourages me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good. <laughs> we can all use some encouragement, yes? Absolutely. Uh, Stephanie, you started your career as Stevie Knox, so I'm, I'm guessing that's like a, a stage name, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, as one of South Florida's most popular radio DJs during the 80s and early 90s. But you shifted careers as you raised your children and immersed yourself in the healing arts. Your passion is sharing inspirational empowerment with simple action steps. You empower women to move from anxiety, fear, stress and despair to freedom, peace of mind and joy in their lives. You freed thousands of people aged 8 to 82 from their fears, stress and anxiety and I'm sure some of the tips you're going to share with us today will apply to our male listeners as well. They will. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I can see all the men in our audience there just giving a thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So our first question, I have to ask, who is or was Stevie Knox and what made you move from radio to the healing arts? Okay. So Stevie Knox is it's a wonderful little story because when I started on the radio, I was I was going by Stephanie, and I just, you know, it's so mysterious. You start in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. So um, I'm driving into the radio station one night for my midnight shift, and the guy who was on the air before me is coming out of a Fleetwood Mac song, and my maiden name is Knox, right? Uh -huh. So he comes out of this Fleetwood Mac song, and he goes, hey, that was Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks, and Stevie Knox is coming up at midnight, and that's how it stuck. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yes. But so, uh, like many women, I, uh, I chose to follow my husband's career over my own. And so, I followed his career, and it involved a cross-country move with our children. And I did my last show in Portland, Oregon. And then we did another cross-country move back to the East Coast. And... Um, our kids were still rather young, and where I moved to, you know, it's like I was not going to be, if I wanted to go on the radio, I was going to make minimum wage, and I really wasn't willing to do that. 
So like, all right, my, my radio career is over. Well, then my husband got very, very sick, like life-threateningly sick. He was told that he needed a liver transplant. And talk about stress and anxiety, oh my gosh. Um, I was freaked out because... Mm-hmm. I've now, I, don't, I no longer have a career. I am faced with the very real possibility that my husband is going to die. I'm going to be left with two small children and no way to support them. Ah, what do you do? So I uh, started out uh, going to coaching school because that was, you know, cutting edge technology back then in the nine, you know, mid 90s. I was able to go to school online and on the phone. It was like, whoa. So then I had already been tapping, uh, EFT tapping, it's uh, like acupuncture without uh, needles and you self-apply it. I had been uh, doing the tapping uh, since the mid-90s, you know, just for myself and at the time, you know, I'm like uh, my radio career is over, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm trying to tell people about this tapping and watching their eyes glaze over. <laughs> well, like literally it was like, well, what are you talking about? So then I noticed that a lot of people who were involved in this tapping movement were also certified hypnotists. So I followed my intuition on that and went and trained with an absolutely brilliant woman who taught me hypnosis, but also taught me that there is no one size fits all. So that you've got to know more than just hypnosis. Um, She was amazed that I already knew so much about the tapping. And she really stressed that the more tools I could have in my toolbox, the easier it was going to be for me to meet my clients wherever they are. And like that's some of the best wisdom I've ever received. Mm, mm. And I can relate to that because when I work with my clients, they often laugh and they, they I would go into their um, organisation if I was coaching or something and then I have this big bag and some of them would say, God, we don't know what's coming out of that bag, you know, and they would laugh and say, you've got your Mary Poppins bag there. And, and so I totally get that, you know, that that's true. One size doesn't fit all that you do have to have a lot of tools that, because you don't know what's going to work or fit with somebody. Right, and if you only know one way and it doesn't work for that client, then you're not able to help them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love having so many different uh, tools at the ready and techniques so that if I start down a path and, uh, you know, I've only encountered a few people in all these years that did not have great results with the tapping, but uh, the occasional times when someone has just been like, you know, this is just too weird for me, I was able to seamlessly move into something else and find some other way to help this person get past their block. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so um, you've opened a loop there for us. What happened with your husband and, and where did you go from there? Thankfully, after literally he was near death 12 to 15 times in going into liver failure, and then thankfully, if you if you don't believe in the law of attraction, please, this will help you to understand. Um, I got the phone call. Uh, I was walking out the door with my children to take them to the pool, and I get the phone call, not realizing that she's calling to tell me that it's to bring my husband in as a backup for the liver transplant. It wasn't even like, okay, going to bring him in. It was he's number two on the list. And so we just knew that that was going to be his. And I do not know what happened, um, sadly, to the person who was ahead of him on the list. But my husband received a transplant. The head of the transplant organization said he is the poster child for a healthy, successful transplant. And so uh, we're 15 years out now and beyond grateful, beyond 
beyond grateful. Um, you know, I really believe in a lot of alternative or complementary uh, ways of approaching health, whether it's physical or mental. But, you know, there's also a place for Western medicine, and my husband is proof of it. Mm-hmm. I can remember uh, a couple of years ago, I was a member of a charity organisation called Make Today Count, and we would support people in, you know, dealing with terminal and life-threatening illnesses, and we would just use our skills. You know, it was funny how everybody seemed to get the right um, person that they they helped, and the people that I was helping, I'm very much into systems and organisation. And they had to go for a heart transplant. And so the funny thing was I was able to help them to get organised so that they could make sure that they had petrol in the car because it was a two-hour drive from where we were living to Sydney. If they got the call, they had to go to have their suitcase packed and things. And um, it's just a phenomenal world, you know, what the doctors do and and what the patients and the family go through. So, wow, I, I... I can only imagine what that would have been like for you and then you know coming into what we're talking about today with dealing with stress and anxiety there would have been a huge amount that you would have been experiencing Yes, and I don't think, you know, I I don't think I realized until, you know, well past the, um, all of that, how stressed and anxious I was. I really, you know, when you're in the midst of something, you know, I was just putting one foot in front of the other, like just trying to keep going. And, you know, you talk about the systems and it's so interesting because I really don't consider myself a a real systems person, but... um, it real. I, I do have that gift, and it really helped me to help my husband stay alive and get to that transplant. Because I had, you know, I had this huge notebook where I had notes on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, one time he passed out at one of the doctor's visits, and we ended up in the emergency room. And I'm saying, oh no, no, oh no, 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 no. And I'm saying, you know, <laughs> this is where he was. This is where he. And then what? The doctor looked at me, and she goes, um, "Are you a medical professional?" I said, "No, I'm just helping keep my husband." alive (laughs) but it was because I was talking their language because I had figured out the systems and was able to you know systematize what we needed to do Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) yeah it was it was quite a journey so, and I'm, I'm guessing then that as part of that journey, then, you know, let's tie it in for our listeners there. So, so your radio career was over. Your, your husband has got this life-threatening illness. You've got two small kids. You're helping to keep him alive and you're learning. You know, you're doing your hypnosis. You're doing your tapping. You've got a plethora of other skills. So, so when was the point where you made this transition into this new career? It was, um, I started, um, I did not understand business at all, and because of my experience, I started out as a caregiver coach, but that was a very flawed, you know, while it was, you know, heartfelt, because I understand, you know, how incredibly difficult it is to be a caregiver, uh, but it was a flawed business model, because, um, first of all, you know, when you're in the midst of something, you probably are not thinking to reach out for help, and I certainly wasn't, I was trying to, like, oh, I've got it all together, while I was crumbling on the inside. Um, And then, you know, also from a business model, the flaw is that a lot of times people who are in that situation 
are having financial troubles as well. So uh, that caregiver coach model didn't work so well. And when I started the hypnosis class, literally, surely, before I was the class was over, I had rented an office, done brochures, done business cards, because I knew I had found I had found my sweet spot that I could I could make a business of helping people um, to make great changes in their lives. Wow. So when you say the hypnosis class, are you this is a class where you're helping people to overcome their issues or are you also teaching them now? No, this is this is when I was being uh, taught how to become a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. So as I was learning this, and it's also, you know, we're working on ourselves all the time too, right? So, you know, as I'm working on my healing and learning this, I like so knew that this was like, okay, I'm ready to open an office. And so I had all of it lined up before I even got the certification. It was like, I was ready to go. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And and so for our listeners, you know, how many of you are in your sweet spot in, in the the business that you've got where you just know that this is what what's meant for you and uh, gee when when that happens you can certainly swing into action and I love it so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back Stephanie let's start looking at these four coping skills for dealing with stress and anxiety so stay with us and we'll be right back Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And welcome back. Wow, what a story. We're talking today with Stephanie D'Alfonso and wow, in her in her um, early years, finding out that her husband was faced with a life-threatening illness, having two small children, and her career in radio uh, put on hold or stopped at that time, and then what to do, what to do. Wow, I, I just I love, thank you so much for sharing that. And isn't it interesting sometimes how in the uh, face of tragedy that it actually helps us to find, you know, we, we have our darkest hours, but then we find the thing that we're meant to find. And what you were saying there is that before your class was even finished, when you were learning uh, hypnosis, that you knew that this was what you wanted to do. And so today, because um, a lot of our listeners are in small business, they're leaders, they're managers, 
and you know what that's like running your own business. There's a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And so we're going to share four coping skills for dealing with that. But first, Stephanie, what's your definition of stress and anxiety? So the difference that I see as far as stress and anxiety is stress is a natural part of life, all right? We are born hardwired with that fight or flight syndrome, right? And not all stress is bad stress, right? Stress, you know, we always think, oh, stress, it's negative. But if you think about a bride on her wedding day, she's got a lot of stress, but she's also incredibly joyful. So I liken stress as to pressing on the accelerator, right? We press on the accelerator, then we let up. We press on the accelerator, we let up. Anxiety is like pressing the accelerator all the way to the floor and then leaving it there. Just, you know, and... We, you know, we burn out. It leads to physical issues. It leads to emotional issues. It, you know, can lead into addictions. Um, when we don't let up on the gas, you know, there are some serious consequences to it. So a real passion of mine is to be teaching coping skills, teaching strategies and techniques, because my approach when I work with clients is, you know, first we break the old pattern. We, you know, identify what it is that wants to, you know, wants to be changed or healed. And so we do that healing work in breaking the old pattern, then installing new and healthy, improved patterns. But then to me, and it's just, you know, my view of, of how I work, that's not enough. Then I, I need to make sure that I'm teaching you ways to sustain the changes because life will throw us curveballs, you know. Uh, that was a pretty big curveball that we got served when my husband was told he needed a liver transplant. So when you are sustained, when you have ways where, that are quick and easy, that you can bring yourself back into balance, then when life throws you a curveball, you're not flat on the floor like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Mm. And I think that's a really important point that you make there about being able to sustain the changes. You know, often we'll go on a diet and lose some weight or we might go to the gym and do some exercise, but it's not often sustainable. You know, we'll throw ourselves into it, get the desired result, and then once the, the result's there and the event's o uh, over with, then bang, as you say, we go back into these old patterns and old habits. Well, and part of that, surely, is because we're looking at the wrong thing, right? If, we, if we're going on a diet to lose weight and, all right, we're looking at the number on the scale, we're not looking where we need to look. What's the root cause? What is the reason under this? You know, you have to go deep. But then, <clears throat> excuse me, to go deep and do that healing work and get to your desired weight and then, you know, some... A horrible tragedy happens in life, unless you have ways to keep your balance, it is almost guaranteed that you will go back and put all that weight back on. We, um, one of the things, again, I like, you know, I talk about this so much about teaching young children coping skills is because we're not taught how to manage our emotions, right? We, um, we get into an emotional state and some of us in our childhood were told, ah, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Um, uh -huh. So we don't know how to handle things and so we 
make some modicum uh, of success into this desired change area that we want to. And then if we don't have ways to sustain it, you know, to kind of prop us up, then boom, do we put the weight back on, we're down into the bottom of a, uh, of a bottle, you know, whatever the, the old pattern was. Another way of looking at this, you know, in, in my view is we brush our teeth every single day to prevent cavities, right? But we don't take our foot off the gas on a regular basis every day and let up on that stress pedal, right? So these coping skills that I want to share today are, they're quick and easy. They're things you can just in, intersperse into the day because the more you're able to, as it were, empty out the stress bucket, then it doesn't have that chance of filling to overflowing when we go into absolute overwhelm. I love that. And because most of our our audience are going to be in that bucket, you know, I know as you were saying that analogy, I could certainly see that even for myself, I've I loved it. I've had my foot on the accelerator pedal for uh, <laughs> and it's been down and going baby for a long time and I can I can really relate to that. Uh, the feelings of burnout where you just think, you know what? Just the car can go out of control. I'm, you know, you get over it and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can get into that situation. So, so what is um, one technique? Okay, so I'm going to start with absolutely the simplest one you could ever imagine, and it's to go ahead and yawn. Just yawn, like a big, uh, really opening up your jaw. I felt that. I'm yeah. yawning myself. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we we yawn all the time, you know, and especially if you start noticing, just mm, getting curious from, from now forward about when you're yawning, it's probably going to be when you're feeling stressed. So we naturally, you know, internally have this, oh, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to yawn. But when we do it intentionally and we do it in, you know, interspersed throughout the day, what's happening is it's calming the vagus nerve and that helps lowers your heart rate it helps your body metabolize the stress hormones and it calms the parasympathetic nervous system so just that simple thing you could be in a meeting with a client Ooh, excuse me nobody's gonna think you're being rude nobody's gonna say oh what are you doing you're trying to calm your parasympathetic nervous system you know we <laughs> So these are these coping skills are so you can intersperse them and do them at regular points through the day and you know you don't have to go hide like the tapping I love the tapping but most people are not going to and for those of you who may not know what tapping is yet uh, that's not going to be one of the ones I teach today because you're tapping at different points on uh, on your body you know uh, quite a few of them around uh, your eyes so you're not going to be sitting in a meeting and tapping <laughs> on your face right <laughs> but could you imagine, Shirley, being in a in a situation? Maybe you're in a meeting and you're feeling a little stressed. Uh, go, oh, excuse me. I, I can. I can absolutely right. see that. I think that's wonderful. What a what a wonderful thing. So, listeners, if you, if you're feeling stressed, you can now intentionally yawn. I love it. Yes. Yes, and by the way, um, all of these coping skills you can get, so you don't have to try and remember them, um, you can download them for free at the number four copingskills.com. So as we go through them today, just 
do these with us and know that you can circle back and go to fourcopingskills.com and have them. You can print them out and have them in front of you. Maybe just to help remind you to start doing these on a regular basis, to start new healthy habits and then watch what happens. Love it. Okay. What's the second one? All right, so I'm really into breath techniques. Uh, I'm also a certified yoga teacher, and so in yoga, you know, we practice a lot of breath techniques. It's, you know, so much about bringing our attention and our awareness to the breath, because when we are paying attention to our breath, we're breathing into this moment, I've heard people say that the definition of depression is, you know, mulling over what's happened in the past. The definition of anxiety is being, you know, whoa, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And being in the future. So when we do breath techniques, it brings us right into this moment. So this one is called a three-part breath. And it's very simple. Uh, Surely, if you and your listeners would do this along with me, uh, as long as you're not driving a car, close your eyes. If you're driving a car, leave your eyes open. And imagine there's a beautiful pool of colored healing energy at the base of your feet. Whatever color comes into your awareness is absolutely perfect. It's going to be different for all of us. And we're going to take the breath in three parts. So you'll take a third of a breath, another third of a breath, another third of a breath. So as I guide you through this, uh, do this with me. Imagine that beautiful pool of healing energy at your feet and imagine that you breathe that up through the bottom of your feet, just up to your knees, a third of a breath and pause. Now breathe another third of that breath up to your belly and pause. Take that final third of a breath up to the top of your head, pause, and now exhale all that no longer serves you. And we'll do that again. Imagining breathing that up through the bottom of your feet to your knees and pause. Up to your belly and pause. That final third of a breath up to the top of your head and pause. And then another letting go of any stress and anxiety. And we'll do that one more time. A third of a breath up to your knees and pause. Another third of a breath up to your belly and pause. That final third of a breath up to the top of your head. Pause for just a moment and one more big exhale. (sighs) I have to say that when I got to the knees, I didn't think I was going to be able to take any more in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's so common, Shirley, because it, we're, we're not used to breathing that way. But one of the reasons that I do these different breath techniques is it's something different. And so the first time it's like, oh, maybe I took too much breath that first time. But then the second time, I bet you took a third of a breath. I did, yes. I learned real quick. <laughs> and, and so... Go ahead. This is a three-part breath, and if you notice, we did it three times. There is a real magic that I only can begin to understand about the power of three. I actually wrote a blog about it um, a couple of years ago because I woke up one morning just with this incredible insight of the power of three. So when we do this three-part breath in three rounds, it is absolutely transformative. Wow. Okay. Well, listeners, you're going to get a chance to do that again. We're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we'll look at coping strategies three and four. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todd says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. 
He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal Business Lifestyle. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, did you get your breath? <laughs> did you ca- ca- catch up? <laughs> and, and are you feeling better? So Stephanie D'Alfonso today is giving us four coping skills for dealing with stress and anxiety. And the first one, of course, was to yawn. So did you do some intentional yawning? And then the second one was the three-part breath. And uh, that was... Uh, what was that, Stephanie? That was starting with our, our feet in a pool of healing energy or healing yeah, light. Yes, so I'll just, just be curious, Shirley. What color came up for you? For some reason, I got green and pink. Okay, awesome. So um, the reason I ask that and the reason that I say whatever color, and I don't say imagine uh, green and pink, you know, I don't ever give someone the color because all of the colors have different energetic signatures to them. And so um, this is so funny. When I still had my my actual office, which I don't anymore, I only work virtually, but when I still had my hypnosis office, I had a client I had worked with, you know, she would come in a couple of times a year and, you know, she one day she said, oh, you're making that up with the, with the colors. And she goes, what if I'd said this? And I said, well, the energetic signature of pink is unconditional love. And that really had nothing to do with the issue that we were working with at that time. So um, pink is, and you said that was one of your colors, pink is unconditional love. Green is abundance. Oh, well, we like both of those. Thanks very much. Yes, yes. And so it, don't worry, listeners, if you got a different color, if you got blue, you know, blue is this calming energetic signature. So all of the colors and, and even black, I, when when clients will come up with black, they, oh, they had like, you know, I can hear it in their voice. And if I'm, you know, seeing them, I can see it on their face like, oh, I'm not supposed to think black. But I forget exactly um, what it is. But there's a really positive energetic signature signature to each of the colors so listeners whatever color came for you go with it because that's the one that works for you that makes that connection for you and isn't that interesting that you know we we uh, get given a color it's not something that we think about we just we see it or feel it and then we judge it you know oh I got black oh that's wrong (laughs) right because what happens is that is our innate wisdom that is 
presenting us with this color. Our innate wisdom that's saying, okay, black is going to be the right color for you, but then our conscious mind jumps in. Oh, that's got to be wrong. It's got to be wrong. Uh, And this kind of leads into where, um, you know, I really wholeheartedly believe in you know, obviously in my approach, much more so than uh, like talk therapy because you're dealing with things at the conscious level. And Albert Einstein said so many years ago that a problem cannot be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it. So when we create an issue in our conscious mind and try and solve it in the conscious level, eh, there's a disconnect there. So When we begin to learn to trust our innate wisdom and say, oh, okay, so I I got black and there's nothing wrong with that. When we can start listening to our innate wisdom, uh, we start to see the signs a little more. And I love that you just brought in Einstein's quote there because for me it, it you know it just cemented something for me because I've read that quote I've heard that quote so many times and yet it's like oh, what does this mean and yet you you just demonstrated that brilliantly where oh thank you yeah. and I'm glad I'm glad for you to to get that because it, like when you understand that now it just like it just opened up some horizons for you didn't it Shirley. Absolutely, yeah, because I think we use, you know, what I call the small brain, the pea brain, where, right. you know, the logic and we want to solve it and particularly people that are, are in business and these entrepreneurs and they're, you know, they're fast acting leaders and managers and, and they can solve problems and they can analyse. But then that's not what's going to help them to solve in, in certain circumstances and that's what you're saying there is that different level of consciousness. Right, and that it doesn't have to be something that you consider woo-woo. Um, you know, who would call Albert Einstein woo-woo? Probably <laughs> nobody. <laughs> right? But so when you begin to start to listen to that and trust, trust that innate wisdom, that's when you become so much more in your power. Mm, love it. Okay, well, I just want to finish off there. So we started with the pool of energy at the bottom, and then we took three parts to our breath so that was the knees the the tummy and then the top of the head holding them and then we let them go and that people can get a copy of this from four number four copingskills.com so that's our two first of all yawning and then the three-part breath and do that three times so what's coping skill number three Another very, very simple one and something that a lot of people already do, but they're not aware they're doing a coping skill. So, um, you know, in my when I had my office, I used to keep uh, tennis balls. And so you will take a tennis ball and t- pass it back and forth, back and forth from hand to hand. You're going from your left hand to your right hand to your left hand to your right hand. And it doesn't have to be a tennis ball. It could be if you have a water bottle nearby. Um, I grabbed um, a pair of socks and balled them up, and I'm doing that right now. So what I would invite your listeners to do, again, as long as you're not listening, you're not driving, um, Grab something that's nearby, whether it's a water bottle, your keys, you know, something that's okay for you to toss back and forth. And before you begin doing this, think about something that's a little stressful in your life right now. And, you know, it doesn't have to be something horrendous, but just something that brings you a little bit of stress. And in your mind, give it a number from zero to ten. Zero is no stress at all. Ten is like, ah. 
And then let's start passing it back and forth from left hand to right hand to left hand to right hand. Just keep going back and forth, back and forth. And what we're doing is we are balancing our brains. We're balancing the right brain and the left brain and the right brain and the left brain and the right brain and the left brain. And now you can go ahead and stop and notice what number you would give that stress level now. And I could hear you doing it, Shirley. So would you be willing to share what number you started at and what number you're feeling now? Yeah, absolutely. So my stress was a 10 and I was using my glasses case. So Awesome. Yeah, so that just went from side to side. Uh, so that was easy. And uh, yeah, it went down to a 7. Which is absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, I don't know how long we did that. It was certainly under a minute. So could you imagine that in that short time you were able to bring it down from a 10 to a 7? If you continued doing that for a little bit longer and or uh, yawned while you were doing this, hmm, you could bring it down even more. And something that I really want to make very, very clear is that with my, you know, from my vantage point, it's only my perspective, but we, I don't believe that we always want to go to a zero. Um, and, and here's why. Because if you have, if you are so angry because somebody did you wrong or you perceive that they did you wrong, you don't want, you know, yes, you want to be able to let that go because it's not healthy for you and you want to be able to, you know, come to a place of forgiveness, but if they've done something to you, you don't want to completely let it go. You might want to bring it to a level of a two or a three because you're still going to be a little bit aware but you're not to that point when, you, when you're experiencing stress and anxiety at a level of a 10. It's really doing some very harmful things to your physical body and to your emotional body. But if you were to bring it from a 10 to a 7 and then a 7 to a 3, boy, oh boy, your life would be feeling a lot better, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you say, that was so simple. You know, I just reached for the glasses case and then just moving it from side to side. That's incredible. Right. And that, see, this is the beauty of it, Shirley. This is why I'm so, so impassioned about teaching these very simple strategies and techniques because then people will do them. If I say, oh, here, download my free meditation. It's 20 minutes long and listen to this in the morning and listen to this in the evening. It's not sustainable. You're not going to do it. However, if I invite you to take these four coping skills and practice them, every day for the next seven days and then circle back and find me on social media or send me an email through my my website, um, I could almost guarantee that you're going to say, wow, I really did notice that I wasn't feeling as stressed. I was feeling a little more balanced. Mm. Love it. Absolutely love it. So before we get into number four, I think we'll, we'll do that after the next break. But just um, quickly, tell us about meditation. Yeah. What is meditation? And um, and I've also heard mindfulness. So I'm not sure if we, you know, if that's too long an answer for you. Right. Um, mindfulness is really such a big buzzword right now. Um, and when I was first introduced to meditation. Uh, Empty your mind. Well, that was the wrong thing to tell me because then my <laughs> brain, as you would say, like, just started throwing all these, uh, you know, all these thoughts. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking. Oh, but oh, oh, I've got to get the oil changed, and oh, I'm not supposed to be thinking. So, 
that was not a peaceful experience by any imagination. It was so stress and anxiety provoking. So meditation is simply bringing your awareness to what is. So bringing your awareness to your breath to if you do a mantra meditation it doesn't mean that you're not going that you're going to empty your mind i remember um my yoga mentor telling me that her meditation mentor had said you're just looking for that eight seconds of bliss and when she said that to me it was like oh phew okay because it's natural. When you meditate, your mind is going to go somewhere. And so it's like a little escaping two-year-old child. You start seeing it run away. So, oh, come back over here. Uh, running away. Oh, come back over here. So if you don't meditate and you would like to you know, learn how to meditate, you could simply take, uh, set your, your uh, phone or timer for three minutes and close your eyes and bring your awareness to your breath. And, excuse me, when your mind wanders, and it's going to, I promise you, just bring it back to your breath. And so, like three minutes, oh, I can start with three minutes, 20 minutes, not going to (laughs) happen. So, after the break, we can talk a little bit more about mindfulness, because... um, it is somewhat different, but um, John Kabat-Zinn, who, you know, he's like the, the father of mindfulness, um, he had said, you know, well, basically, mindfulness is meditation, but I'll wait until the break and, and explain that a little bit further. Okay, fantastic. Well, listeners, get yourself um, whatever you need to, because when we come back, we're going to go into the fourth coping skill and also talk about med- uh, mindfulness. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And welcome back. Wow. You've already got three coping mechanisms that you can use for coping with stress and anxiety. And I want to thank Stephanie Delfonso for sharing that with us. And Stephanie, we, we finished before the break talking about mindfulness and meditation. And you were going to give us a little bit more information on that. And then let's get into number four, coping skill as well. Okay, awesome. So um, mindfulness Would you agree, Shirley, that you're hearing about it 
everywhere? Yes, yes. Eat a chocolate mindfully. Do this mindfully. Wash the dishes mindfully. Right. And so, um, like anything, you know, uh, there's always the yin and the yang. And so, um, it's wonderful that people are having their awareness open to being more mindful. But now, there, it has the potential, I think, for going into mic mindfulness, where it's, you know, now just becoming a buzzword, a buzzword. But simply put, mindfulness is, again, very similar to meditation, where when you're meditating, you want to bring your awareness to the moment, bring the awareness to the breath. So mindfulness doesn't mean you have to be sitting in any specific posture and, you know, your spine straight, uncross your legs. It's simply becoming aware of wherever you are. I went to the New York Botanical Garden yesterday. It was an absolutely perfect 10 of a day. Beautiful blue sky, all these beautiful flowering trees and plants. And I was taking moments to just be mindful of what I was experiencing. I, again, I wasn't sitting cross-legged with my spine straight. I was, you know, a lot of it was through the lens of my camera because I'm, I'm an amateur photographer. Um, but just being mindful. So if that is um, something new for you, uh, just intentionally find yourself stopping at various points of the day to notice what you're doing, to notice what's around you. Um, If you have a pet, you know, look at your pet and really notice your pet in a different way than you ever have before. You know, it's simply bringing your awareness into this moment. It's that simple. And when you were saying that about, it almost sounded like you were experiencing uh, gratefulness or gratitude for the flowers in the garden oh, for yes. your pet. So when you're being mindful, is it can you be positive and negative when you're bringing your awareness? Or yes, because if you um, if you are experiencing something not nice, if you're experiencing something horrible. You can still be mindful by bringing your awareness to what you're experiencing. We so often, you know, we're trying to rush away from our emotions, the ones that don't feel good. But to me, surely, you know, doing that, pushing our emotions down, shoving them down, pushing them away, is like pushing a beach ball down in a pool. You push it down here, it's going to pop up over there. So... Instead of trying to push it away, to be mindful and curious about, okay, what is it I'm really feeling? Then, in my experience, is when we're able to do that, then we'll be able to uh, transcend it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. That's wonderful. Sure, thank you. Yeah, okay. So okay, we-, we need to get this last coping skill in. Yes. And, and again... It's so simple, and it's something you can do anytime, anywhere. It's another breath technique, and it's called square breathing. So uh, if you have paper and pen in front of you, that's great. You can draw a square. If not, it doesn't matter. If you're sitting in front of a desk or a table, you can trace a square, or you can do it on your thigh or on your knee because you can do this. Again, if you're in a, uh, in a conference room, and you're feeling stressed, you can trace this square on your leg and do this square breathing. So please don't do it with me this first time because I want to explain it and then I'll guide you through it. So we um, start with our finger in the upper left-hand corner of the square. And then as we trace our finger across that top line, we're breathing into the count of four. Then as we go down the right side of the square, we're holding our 
breath to the count of four. All right, different pattern here. As we go across the bottom to the left, we are exhaling to the count of four. As we go back up the left-hand side, we're holding to the count of four. Uh-huh. Uh, you got that with me, Shirley? Mm-hmm, got that. Okay, so let's go through it. And listeners, again, um, if you're driving, just make sure that you're, you know, come back and do this one later, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, the rest, the rest of us, let's go ahead. Start at the upper left-hand corner and go across as you inhale, two, three, four. Now hold as you go down, two, three, four. Exhale to the left, two, three, four. Again, hold up, two, three, four. Again, to the right, in, two, three, four. Down, hold, two, three, four. To the left, exhale, two, three, four. And up, hold, two, three, four. One more time, in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four. And now just let your breath come back to its natural rhythm. Wow. How was that, Shirley? How did that feel? Yeah, that was really good. And what I'm noticing for myself um, is that my breathing is actually quite shallow at the moment. I'm actually having a bit of difficulty filling up my lungs with... um, Yes, I I can... I can hear that, and and I will tell you that if you start practicing some or all of these four techniques for the next seven days, you will notice your breathing capacity increases. And when we're stressed, we do tend to, and you said when we did that crossing the midline before, you said you were from a 10 to a 7, so you know, experiencing some stress, we do have that more shallow breathing. When we start doing this, like we brush our teeth every day, when we start using these techniques every day, then we can come to our breath easier. Thank you. That was cold. <laughs> and I, awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, and I almost want to sort of wag my finger there at our listeners and say, did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just instead we'll just give them the invitation to uh, download these four coping skills, fourcopingskills.com, and practice them for seven days and then circle back and let us know how your breathing is, how much less stress do you feel, how more balanced you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, come on, you can do that for seven days. And you know, listeners, I always like to give you some tools and tips and actions that you can implement. So Stephanie has been very generous today with these four coping skills and you can get them at the number four copingskills.com. Where else can people find you, Stephanie, if they want to know more? Thanks, Shirley. Uh, StephanieDelfonso.com. Hopefully you'll type that out in the show notes so they don't have to try and figure out how to spell it. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Stephanie Delfonso, Twitter, S. Delfonso, uh, Instagram, Stephanie Delfonso. Um, Just Google me and you'll find me. Okay. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Gosh, time flies when you're having fun. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today, Stephanie. Thanks so much for sharing your tips for coping with stress and anxiety. Oh, Shirley, thank you so much. And pleasure is all mine. Well, I know I've learned a few things that I can implement straight away and I am going to take up that challenge for seven days And because uh, that, that was really um, enlightening for me to realise, wow, look at, at how little I can breathe. 
So, listeners, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to your company next week. And as always, I encourage you to implement what you've learned today so that you can continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.